Today's simulcast podcast of the Bill Simmons podcast and the Channel 33 podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor and the best app for buying and selling tickets for sports and music. Their newest feature is called SeatGeek Marketplace, an easy way to sell tickets without getting hijacked by ridiculous after the sale costs. Go to SeatGeek.com slash BS to learn how to buy and sell tickets on SeatGeek. And don't forget to download the free SeatGeek app, enter promo code BS, and SeatGeek will send you $20 once you've made your first purchase. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're playing my we're playing uh my music from my Bill Simmons podcast, even though we're simulcasting. This is maybe the biggest podcast simulcast of all time. I'm, maybe. Maybe because it's never been done before, but also because the topic is really important. That's Juliet Libman. We work together at Grantland. We're working together on our next venture. Later she's gonna be talking about Survivor and the NBA with Chris Ryan. It's like a sitting grab there bag. Staring at us right now while working on his computer. <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about the challenge. I'm so America, fired up. America's fifth professional sport. Uh, you used to have a podcast with uh, with our friend Dave Jacoby, who tragically passed away a couple months ago. <laughs> we were at his funeral. Sad. No, he's not dead. He's very much alive. Uh, this was he, a big deal for us, for you too. We love the challenge. We did. We we from when we created Grantland June 2011. One of the goals was to give the challenge the proper respect it deserved, as as one of the greatest sports i had it like neck and neck with hockey i actually i have <laughs> hockey maybe higher i think it's ahead of baseball for me now oh i have it fourth baseball's fifth hockey third basketball football tied for first it's probably third for me nba bachelor survivor nfl no, nothing else exists <laughs> <laughs> so they're in turkey this year they did a wrinkle called bloodlines the, a lot of the staples from the old challenges. Yes. You know, bananas, nani, all these people. They got to bring family members. Absolutely. So I went into this thinking, oh, they're family members. They're not going to fight. And then I realized like, oh, yeah, family members fight all the time. What am I talking about? How many icy Thanksgivings or holidays have you had with your family where somebody said something that made somebody mad? Or of course they're going to fight. That's why there's so many movies about families because they, they, like you love them, but you hate them. And Tony and Shane, when Tony was on the real world, he had issues with Shane. Like yeah. we should have known that they would be like a hot button duo because oh. when when Shane came, I think they had a crazy fight and then they made up. They, they fight and then make up like more than a married couple, basically. Yeah. Oh, that seems to be maybe Tony's life. Tony is like an all-star for me. I am I am so happy he's here. Did you watch his season of Real World? He was on the Chicago... Of course I watched <laughs> the season of Real World. <laughs> just making sure. What are you sure. talking about? I'm just making sure. Even though I'm more than twice... I had always had a promise to myself, as soon as I'm twice as old as anyone on the Real World, I'm out. No, I did I not keep that promise. I believe one of your maxims that you and Joe House share is you're never too old to watch the latest season of The Challenge. That is true. I, I, I will never feel guilty about The Challenge. Now I watch the real world. I'm, I'm scouting behavior for when my daughter is nine years old. I just want to know what I'm, I'm aware of. I want to go over. We've had so many good things in the first two episodes. We really have. So I, I took a lot of notes. Wow. Um, the star of, of episode one was Tony. Absolutely. Is it? I don't want to say somebody has an addiction. I think that's that's it's it's just not a good thing to say about somebody. Right. It's he loves sex. He loves sex. I think we can sex. say that. <laughs> he can't he can't say no to sex. Like I, if he was here right now and we were doing an interview with him, I f I feel like at some point he's making a move on you, even with the with the with the equipment rolling. Absolutely. 
absolutely. There's there's no limits to his he doesn't love care. of sex. Doesn't care. In his body of work, he is. We've now seen him have sex with like four different women. I think. How like, many exes did he have come to the ex's house? Two. One he called queen. One he called princess, which was insane. As he was dating somebody that he met in the house. Yes, as he was dating Madison, who was, was the incredible. third. So him and Madison continued to date after the show. She got pregnant by him. Hard to believe. I know, it's really shocking. Shocking news there. <laughs> Somehow Shane was via social media like implicated in their relationship as like a, a big part. Like it was like when she like tagged the picture, she tagged Tony, Shane, and herself and like an account they made for the baby. Yeah. And then like two weeks later, she and Tony broke up. Shocking, I know. All unbelievable. <laughs> can't can't believe any of this. I'm assuming they broke up because of what happens on the challenge. Like, I don't know for sure, but it, it makes sense with the timeline. Like, maybe he'd be like, oh, the, the show's coming up. I have to tell her she's going to see in the first episode that within five minutes, I have sex with someone I don't know who just happens to be blonde. And that's Anyone, why I like her. Yeah, it seems like any blonde is okay with him. But then, blonde. But then this year, we, we learned that. Um, oh, yeah, the blonde the, in yeah. the challenge, it was, she was blonde. She was blonde, and her, the end of her hair was purple. So it's like a hint of blonde is all you need with Tony. What they should have done is stack the challenge with more blondes. <laughs> they should have like five or six of them. He would have lost his mind. <laughs> Absolutely. And then they try to make it seem like someone tried to make it seem like there was no coitus, but there obviously was. Like, it was just so bizarre. Just a little oral. I don't know. So he said... Uh, First of all, he made a big deal about how single he, or about how committed he was to, uh, what's her Madison. name? Madison. Madison. And then this girl, Christina, who was ready to go. Oh, I think, yeah. I, think, I, don't, I think she knew, like, with her team, she wasn't going to be on that many episodes, so she wanted to get on the show in whatever way she could. Or she just had too much to drink. It was one or the other. That was a great thing about the premiere, is that it seemed like they were drinking for, like, 36 consecutive hours. Great. great with, move. like, maybe naps in between. There was no full sleep for at least the first 36 hours. Very smart. And then, the like, the meat of that first episode was them going to the club, which is every episode should be based around a club It scene. should be the spinoff episode as... As the season is happening is just the club should be a half yeah. hour like the night they go to the club I, I always i never feel satiated with the club i always want more yeah and it's the, this this year they introduced um gopros for the club like they gave Amazing. johnny banana one well, which was, hold on hold that because okay. we got to talk about that that's okay. episode two so tony um at some point christina's hitting on him kind of working him and and he's like i can't i can't i have a girlfriend now then cut to tony saying my hormones are raging <laughs> I want to like fucking bang you. It's going to feel so good. It's like, what just happened? You just told her how celibate, how you have to be celibate. My hormones are raging. What does that mean? That's amazing. I mean, Tony must just like, it's like a superhero where like, it's yeah. like when you like, um, the Hulk, when the doctor becomes the Hulk. Horny man. <laughs> yeah. You just can't help it. And remember in the Hulk with Edward Norton, it's like when his blood pressure got too high or like his heartbeat got too yeah. fast, he turned to the Hulk so like he couldn't have sex. Tony's kind of like that, but instead of stopping, he just he, goes for it. No, instead he has the sex. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I like that Tony's got a great corner because he obviously loves sex and, and isn't going to do anything that interferes with his own sex life, no matter what kind of commitments are in there. But the women know that. Right. And sometimes guy, I watch guys get away with this in college and after college where it's kind of out there that, you know, they're not going to discriminate and, the, and it be, makes them more intriguing in a weird way. Well, it's sort of like a uh, low hanging fruit. You just like go for it. It yeah, like, but also, like, I think the girls think, oh, this is, you Maybe know, I'll be the one, like, I'll, like, he won't need to have sex anyone him. else. Yeah, they're going to rescue him or they know the deal. Right. 
where it's like, oh, this will be, a, you know, I'm in and out with Tony. Well, for, also, it's important to note that Christina came from Are You the One, not from the real world. Right. So, like, the um, television romance is, like, her strength, I would say. Yeah. So, like, you know, makes sense for her to immediately go for, like the easiest person to sleep with who happens to just love blondes because that gives her a storyline. It's it, And it maybe makes her like come back for a second season or Would something. Would you say easiest person to sleep with or most ready? Because um, I think there are a lot of easy people to sleep with in that house. <laughs> I definitely most I was ready. Most raring to go. Yeah. Like Tony comes out of the bullpen. He doesn't need warm up pitches. That seemed like um, he was still awake. Like he had seemed like he hadn't stopped drinking. The sun was up when they had sex, I think. Well... Was or it? whatever happened. Something happened in the bathroom. Right, sorry. When they had their... They had, I love the challenge producers put in subtitles like, belt <laughs> unbuckling. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. So good. Belt unbuckling. Well, maybe he's just peeing. Yeah, maybe. Although, this was a move he pulled on the on the challenge. He went to the bathroom with one of the girls. I mean, on the move. on the real world. I'd go bathroom that's exclusively for my hookups. Yeah, that's what they do. I mean, I one time we had Frank Sweeney come by Grantland and he like just kind of revealed all of the, the, the tricks. The bathroom tricks? Yeah. And that's how people like go to deny. That's what the Grantland bathroom was like. That. That's how everybody went. You just kind of knew, like, stay away from that stuff. Uh, so wait, t- we're not done with Tony because okay. he also fought his gay cousin Shane. Brother, it's his brother. Brother, gay brother Shane. Yeah, that happened. And Shane, I, 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 Shane was ready. Definitely, I like Shane. Took it to him. It was a little like a fifteen seed versus a two seed in the March Madness, but really went at him. Tony's, I mean, Shane's making a name for himself. Like, I see him getting invited back to the challenge, even Great. independent of Shane. I mean, of Tony. It's it's really good. Also, and it, I believe they yelled, it's a game! Oh, Shane Shane had the quote of this is a game! This is a game! <laughs> If you make it into the trailer with just your voice, you're golden. Yeah, it's great. Great job uh, by him. Tony also fought with uh, Larissa and Nicole. Yes. Whoever the hell they are. I don't even know. I One don't... of my problems with this year, the challenge, is I didn't know who like five of the quote unquote staples were. Me from... neither. Because who watched Are You the One? Right. I didn't watch that. And, uh, Dario and Raphael or whatever. Um, do you think Tony and Shane should have been kicked off for fighting? No, because Tony's too good. The producers were like, we should kick him off, but this is too good. Right. We can't kick him off. Bending the this rules. Is the bad, this is our CT for this year. We're... So he did get uh, sternly admonished by TJ. Yes, very sternly. TJ looks great this season. TJ looks, looks like great. She lost some weight. I feel like he's growing up with his style. The hats are gone, wearing a button down. He looks phenomenal. Yeah, he's come. Remember that first year back? He went after he had his major accident. He looked a little like rattled that yeah. next season. It was like, Jesus, is, is TJ ever coming back? He's back. He's now. back and looks he's great. like the enforcer. Um, when we get to, well, I have another TJ note from when we get to episode two. Let's keep well, going. Last thing with Tony, he fought with uh, Larissa Nicole, but then also Nanny and her and her sister. What's her name? They, uh, I whatever. I. I, I call her wild eyes because she's got like this weird eyeshadow thing going yeah, she does, and it's like she intentionally makes her eyes look as crazy as possible. She does like colored contact lenses, yeah. fake eyelashes, very heavy makeup on her eyebrows and then like some sparkly stuff. It's, it's almost like a superhero. Not to keep bringing up superheroes, but she looks like a wild eyed partying superhero she does. Uh, <laughs> hookup that you should just be afraid of her. Like you just know it's not probably going to go that well. No. Multiple hookups with She that. hasn't spoken that much, but just like her association to Nani makes me certain like something's coming they they have a, a really nice family trait of when they yell at people with the point yeah. while waiting to be <laughs> held back is really is really solid so uh let's go to nani actually oh great um tony's the mvp of the season so far absolutely but i think nani's it's it's like steph curry's gonna win the mvp nani's like i don't know russell westbrook right like a just Paul huge George. pr 
No, because not not Paul George kind of had a comeback. Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook just big stats, standard PR. Behavior. You kind of expect it. He's gonna lose his shit every once in a while. Um, but she admitted uh, in season in the episode one, tired of 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 being called a whore. <laughs> I would it's be an too. Actual quote. I have a comment She's about tired this, of it. Though. She's had it. I think like most people, the real world um, seems to have a detrimental effect on their lives. Like if they have like some kind of weakness, it like really exacerbates it. Right. Like if you have like a drinking problem, it doesn't help to be in like a party atmosphere for three consecutive months. Nani had like a real man problem. She dated Adam Royer. She was obsessed with Adam Royer in her season. And I feel like she's come a long way confidence wise. Like I feel like she's like really grown. So I actually am like kind of like shocked by that and also proud of her and happy for her that she's finally ready to say I'm not a whore and through two episodes she hasn't hooked up with anyone that we've seen that's true and she i think she's settled into like veteran challenge mode which yeah. i like i root for nani i don't i don't know what it is um, i want her to make the right decisions i don't want her to get into drunken fights late at night i don't want her to hook up with the wrong guys she seems like uh she just needs like to be put down like put on the right path or something i don't know but i i root for her too she seems like legitimately nice she also seems like someone who um she will like fight with you a lot but she also like consistently has close friends around which is a good sign about her good sign like has a lot of good girlfriends yeah and like, i like that she's close with her cousin yeah she's close with her cousin she's close with jenna she avoided the cory hookup cory the personal trainer oh my god cory like, 3 years ago nani makes that mistake yeah, she just, she's like, just goes in with cory oh i shouldn't have done that now it's like the veteran experience of cameras type of guy yeah. usually gravitate toward and then it ends badly. I'm going to stay away, Corey. She has two exes on the show, too. Kahuta and Johnny Bananas. Two that we know about. Oh, yeah, at least two. I think she's hooked up with Leroy, too. Who hasn't? You know, I, I we saw him in Vegas. Jacoby and I hooked up with him. <laughs> 2012. Why wouldn't you hook up with Leroy? Yeah, you love Leroy. It's like fine. I'll try this. Great guy, very handsome. Leroy gave a toast in the premiere, by the way. I, there were three toasts. People they are coming. Cut, they coming cut in the on bananas a, toast. I know. It was really good though. It was like for friends, for family, and something else. Because this time we're in it for blood. It was really good. <laughs> I like we got Bananas to admit that he knows the toast is one of the most the episode one toast is one of the most important parts of that show because they're always going to show it. Right. And he's kind of owned it. He's made it his own. He well, he's like, this is mine. You guys are staying out of this. I give the toast. Um, Camilla gave like a baby toast like to two rookies. Like, here's to your first challenge. Yeah. And then Leroy tried to do one, too. But like bananas had everyone cheering. He had everyone around him. Yeah. I mean, I have bananas words running through my head all the time. I'm a lover. I'm a fighter. I'm an MTV challenge survivor. Like, right. Doesn't get better than that. It was one of our Grantland highlights when he gave the toast at was it third year anniversary party? Um, Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. So uh, Nani had this quote. She's with her cousin. They're talking pridefully about what their family is like. She said, our family as a whole, we're loud, we're fun, we like to dance, everybody likes to drink, and we're the life of the party always. <laughs> they were so proud. And they were adamant and proud of it. I was like, I'm in. Me too. I'm Come in to my party. And her cousin. This is great. You, Who does, I love all of those things. She's kind of like the chemist. Like She gets everyone she going. She is. Also, we saw that she's an avid dancer. So, which is also really important for daytime parties to yes. like get people feeling comfortable. Yep. She's she also looks great this season. Looks always looks great. Yeah, she's a really pretty girl. I have a feeling like she's pretty on the show, but I think she's better looking in person. Probably because she has some sort of catwomany kind of hold over these guys. Totally. Also, I feel like Nani's an interesting name. It's good. It grows like at first I was like Nani, but then it really grows on you over time. I don't know. I mean, on her, I, you know, she really wore me down. She's been in our lives for five years. I wonder so it's if a we can get her on a podcast. I bet we probably can. Nani. If you're listening, I'll we, work on it. Juliet and I, we love you. We want you on a podcast. All right. Uh, 
So Kellyanne came back. Yes. I don't remember how many real world seasons it was, but I think she's closer to my age than some of the people on the challenges. Is that is she over 30? Um, She was on real world Australia down under. So that was like 10 years ago, I guess. It was a while look ago. Good. She looked good. She looked good. She also looked different. I don't want to. Looks s- older. Is that just almost older? like too old to be in the house? Like you don't want to get to that like at that Alton point where Alton was like, "I'm too old for you people. I, I'm too good for this." It was this. devastating when he came back and wasn't as good. I I choose not to acknowledge it. It's Ugh. like the Rocky Five of challenge moments. That was I just so I, I live my life like it never happened. Okay, I'm gonna go by that rule as well. Um, also, her breakup with um, Kato Solongo no longer feels like a wound that can be reopened. So I'm just kind of like, what's the point of having you both here? Like Kellyanne and Kahuta? Yeah. See, I don't even remember that. Yeah, exactly. And they're not even playing it up because it's like so long ago. It's like, it's kind of like if like your first girlfriend was like in the same room as you when you were like thir- like th- right. 14 or 15. Just like, who cares? We were 14. She, she uh, didn't get a ton of camera time, but did get a scene where she taught everyone how to twerk. Yes. Which was very, very crucial to episode one. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> Led to a question around the uh, Channel 33 water cooler does she have butt implants oh well we we didn't she she was augmented in other areas yes, after I, that I, season she openly so. discussed that so she might who butt knows implants. I, I, I didn't even occur to me as like a thing but it's worth asking who knows just throwing it out there interesting i, I i've liked not a lot of minutes per game for her yeah High PR, definitely, and also Little, like she's coming off the bench, getting rebounds. She's a, she's really good on ch- uh, challenges. Like, um, remember the season where she was dating Wes and like Ev was her best friend. Yes, and she kept getting thrown into like the duel or whatever it was, and she always kept coming back. She was good fighter. She's feisty. Yeah, yeah. So I think she's gonna stick around for a while and probably be like underrated because all all these new people probably like won't remember that she's really good. And when you say remember when she dated Wes as co's for she's crazy because <laughs> yeah. who dates Wes? <laughs> Nobody dates Wes. Why would you date Wes? I could see myself for like a week being like, should I date Wes? Like, I just, there's something so absurd about him (laughs) that I would like entertain the idea. (laughs) That would be, that should be a podcast. Would Julian entertain this idea with different guys? Should I date Wes? I mean, he has a monster truck. Wouldn't it be worth it for a ride in the monster truck? Would you date Roy Hibbert? Totally. Yes. (laughs) Maybe this isn't a good show. Uh, Wait, Roy Hibbert's like smart and lives in LA. So what else do I need? That's true. And has a lot of money. Has a lot of yeah, money. He pay for everything. He's really into TV. He did some the Mike Scherer. He did one of those shows, <laughs> yeah, right? He's like friends with like the Parks and Rec dudes. All right. Roy Hibbert. It's out there. Um, <laughs> Kahara, we should mention his cousin, Jill. Oh, Post- Papa. Postponed her wedding to come on the challenge with her. Is that <laughs> the best excuse I've ever heard for postponing a wedding? I have to go on a ridiculous reality show and I'm probably going to get voted off in two weeks, but I have to postpone the wedding. This is like Runaway, Runaway Bride, the sequel. I yeah. have to go be on the challenge. Can you imagine like her family? Like, are you going to Jill's wedding? No, it got postponed. Why? She's going on MTV The Challenge if you're in her, Turkey. If you're her fiance, how do you accept that? You're just, aren't you just like, okay, it's over then? Like, if you'd rather go on The Challenge, it's over. The only thing worse than going on The Challenge and postponing your wedding would be then hooking up with Tony oh my on God. The Challenge and then coming back and having the wedding. If they hadn't gotten eliminated, it was certainly in the cards. She was cute enough. I don't know. It seemed like Tony could get down with her. What about when Anessa... Oh, we we should get to uh, Anissa and her Jenna's, cousin. Jenna's oh, cousin. Brianna. Anessa just threw her under the bus and said she wasn't cute. That's always tough when that's on camera. That's a tough one to, to apologize for. 
That's a tough one to a apologize girl calling for. another's girl just she's not cute. Point blank, not even like arguing it. That's, and then you see that on TV. That's tough. That's the classic. She's really skinny, but in, like insult. Like you need to clarify, like classify that. Like there's some, you need to like point out the fault because she is like really skinny and petite. So it's yeah. sort of like, well, let's just like look at her face only. But like she's not that cute. Really that tough to do that to her cousin, even if they're fighting. Like at the end of the day, they're gonna make up. So like t- saying that to Jenna is like that's really like quite mean and a bold move. It's need- a, it was it was double mean. Yeah, you're insulting yeah. the family member and you're in, like, uh, so Corey, the personal trainer, yes, hooked up with Anessa. Anessa mm-hmm. looks good this season. She looks great. She's been very up and down over the last fifteen years. She also she's been in our lives for fourteen years. She was on the Chicago season, which I- had our friend uh, Kyle Brandt. Who ended up working yeah. for Jim Rome? I mean, and and now, I mean, it's like a million years ago when and he was I on that. Also, hold one night stand, Kara on that, or Carrie on that. Show. It was Kara, one night stand, Kara. Who she had to like warn her. Was family. that her nickname? No, it's just what I call her. Oh she had, God, she had the one night stand. I was, was so ca- worried about her family finding oh, out. Oh, that's right. I always called the her the tub. Jackie Robinson of bedroom cameras. <laughs> That was the first season of the bedroom cameras, and she basically broke the camera, the camera line, bedroom that, camera line. She's like, have... oh, those cameras up there, I shouldn't, ah, eh, I got to have it. I'm going to do it. I don't care. They won't show this later, right? It's like, oh, no, they're going to show it. Um, That is one of the most underrated seasons, in my opinion. Gave us Anissa, gave us Tanya, gave us the one night crazy stand. Tanya. Yeah, it gave us so much. Um, also, what little known fact about Kara? Uh, Kara? I know what you're going to say. Former girlfriend of Jamie Horowitz, <laughs> Fox Sports 1 executive. <laughs> The best, I love it. my favorite tidbit of all time. I love it. Um, uh, now Deitch is listening. His, his De- I just mentioned Horowitz. Deitch's radar went up. Oh, Jamie Horowitz got mentioned positively. Um, that also, on a less on a less happy note, was the season that 9-11 happened, and they brought a TV into the house. I remember that. For that. So like, it's very easy to remember that we've known Anissa for 13 years. That's like, a, No, 14. 14 years. Yeah. It's amazing. And her hookups have... If you made like a like a, if Kirk Goldsberry made a shot chart of of her hookup types, I don't even know what it would look like. She was a lesbian on the Real World. She was lesbian. She was straight. She was a lesbian again. She's I don't I think she just loves all people. When they did exes, um, Rachel was her ex. Remember? Right, but it's not even just like a bisexual thing. Yeah. It's like she has no type. She's if, open to everyone. It's, yeah, it's if beautiful. We, if we sat around and we were like, "What's Anessa's type?" There I is no type. It could be anyone. It's two arms and two legs and a head. <laughs> Maybe that should that should be the podcast. What's your type? And we start with Wes, move to Roy Hibbert, and like try to find <laughs> right. the happy medium. <laughs> but Anessa's another one. Like I, I think she would be a great hang. Oh, totally. Like, if she was here in the podcast now. She'd be hilarious. She, also, like if you're willing to insult someone's cousin and say she's not that cute, like you're fun at a party. Like that's all, all I need to know. You might be mean, but you're fun for one night. Yeah. Uh, cousin, so that- cousin Vince. Yeah, I liked this was a great moment where Johnny was like this is my cousin Vinny and Vince is like no you can call me Vince right. like Johnny was like trying Not to turn Vinny. into a bit and he was like no I'm it Vince. was like if somebody called Vince McMahon Vinny and he was like no no man I'm I'm, I'm, I'm Vince, Vince. Like, no you're you're okay cousin Vinny I guess doesn't work but cousin Vince is fine yeah personal trainer Corey also a personal trainer there was a little personal trainer Corey is fascinating semi beef which oh, I yeah. thought was was and then then they got into it and. Somebody, I think Anessa said to Corey, like, he's just jealous because he knows you're a better personal trainer. Your body's better. It's like, yeah, that's what it was. That's the only reason <laughs> Totally why. what it was. And nothing to do with any other, other factors. We're going to get a Vince eruption. I have a feeling it's coming. A Vince eruption? I think it's will, almost one word. Yeah. I think there will be like a moment. Like, Johnny knows who to bring on the show. By the way, if someone was like, bring on a family member, I wouldn't... I, 
cousin everyone's so close to their cousin what like i have great cousins but not coming on the show with me like obviously i'd bring my brother who would you bring my brother for sure i would bring my mom huh because my mom would just she'd have like two bottles of wine and then just derisively start picking everyone apart on the show <laughs> and then the they'd Anissa? get mad at me and i'd be in a lot of scenes <laughs> But so Miss be, Anessa, I don't know about how she dresses. Uh, I think my brother would try to coach the like people he would see as wounded. He would try to like give them personal advice of like how to do better, and he he would like. No, he, you wouldn't bring your brother on. Yes, I would. No, Who, because like, he's he'd be too worried about the legality of everything. And I'll think, Juliet, don't say that. Don't say that. She <laughs> could sue you. He'd be like constantly scared. I, I think you should bring Jacoby on and pretend he's like a third cousin. Interesting. Well, maybe I'd be like, this is my cousin. This, this is my, my cousin, cousin Dave J- Jacoby. Yeah. We, I Do mean, we think really there's good. any fake family member on this show? Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Corey's family member is a different race, so that's an easy one to point out. To be like, huh? Or, uh, I don't I don't know. I what mean, would they do if it came out that it wasn't actually the family member? I feel like they should be rewarded. It's like, good for you <laughs> for getting <laughs> that done. You game the system. Like, if anyone's going to do it, it would be Johnny. Like, bananas would be like, okay, I'm just going to say you're my cousin. No one's going to check. Just come with me. I know. I wonder I wonder if they have, like, their own fantasy league. Like, Johnny, like, he knows oh, he can win. Oh, there's no question they do. So, like, he knows he can win, so he has to, like, set different personal goals. Like, this season, I'm going to do X or Y. Well, Johnny's also so smart with this stuff. Like, I guarantee he brought cousin Vince on and said, look, I'm going to let you do this with me. You have to get in two altercations yeah. during the show. Absolutely. And I don't care when they happen, but there's got to be two times this year where you have to be separated by 25 people. Oh, definitely. Or like, or you need to like get, you need to berate some woman like verbally and like yeah. have Cro- a big cross fight. Cross a couple lines or I'm not bringing you. Uh, <laughs> Can one we more talk person. about his GoPro for a second? Johnny's GoPro? Yeah, that was about to get to that. Oh, because great. I want to save Jenna and Brandon for the end and then we have to go to you and Chris. Okay. Um, Car Maria, she hooked up with Thomas in the van. Yeah. And Thomas called it rock, paper, scissors. I thought that was funny. Very good. I I liked it. I have a soft spot for Thomas. Oh, I thought you were going to say I thought he had a soft spot for rock, paper, scissors. I was going to get frightened. Uh, So so they have the GoPro. And I don't know if they knew about the GoPro. No, they didn't. And they showed footage that made it pretty clear that uh, she wasn't adjusting his seatbelt. No. I I, I got the feeling it wasn't that. Um, I also want to say Carmaria has really grown on me over the seasons. She's great. She knows she, who she is. She's now. great. She's battle scarred. She's so much fun on the show. Um, if I'm Thomas, I'm terrified of Abram. Abram. Got, yeah, Abram will will. Yeah, he will fight him if he, he finds Abram out. got kicked off the road, off road rules for fighting. So and won the fight. It's a good yeah. fight on YouTube. It's one of my yeah. favorite road rules. Probably the greatest road rules moment. That guy antagonized him, antagonized, Darnell. antagonized him. Then Abram just. Knocked him down. He just like lost it. And also, doesn't he have like self-inflicted like burn scars? Like Abram is, is legit scary. Yeah, he's he's. Uh... So Thomas, run for cover. Thomas, so wait, Th- there was a quote. I like how Thomas, being a tennis player, like factored into whether or not you want him in the chat. You want to face off against him, like barring a tennis player. Yeah, they were like, well, he's a tennis player, so he's a competitor. Yeah, like, but like barring like Roger Federer, I I don't think I'm scared of a tennis player in the challenge. <laughs> Do you think Banana invented the GoPro idea? Interesting. Like, do you think he came up with that or they told him? Because um, if he invented it, add add this to the legacy of the greatest challenge, the really the Babe Ruth of challenges, Michael um, Jordan of challenges. Absolutely. I mean, he's. I think he's already there. But I, I wouldn't be surprised. Wow, if he, like, you think he's already there? Like just throwing the gauntlet at I, CT. I kind of do. 
true. We should do an all t- an all time like Mount Rushmore of winners. CT did drag him like a rag doll that time. Yeah, that's true. That's but- tough. That's tough for the bananas legacy. It's almost like with Jordan when he lost to the Magic that year with Penny and Shaq, and it's like he kind of pretended it didn't happen, but it happened. It's true. We can't we can't get rid of it. And like there were so many dominant winners before that, like just pure athletes that we kind of forget about, like. I mean, Alton is one of them. Remember Dan from the early road rules days? Oh, yeah. The girls went crazy over him. Too. Landon. Yeah, Landon was Landon amazing. Was Landon pushed someone, like pushed his Terry Siobhan up a mountain to win. Like, that was amazing. Alton was like one of my first 10 BS report guests. He was? That's and amazing. I didn't yeah, know that. I had him on. He was on a cell phone. Didn't really know what a podcast was. And then about 15 minutes in... Bought cigarettes on the podcast. <laughs> he was like, hold incredible. on one second. He's like, can I get a pack of menthols or whatever? And it just had this whole cigarette transaction. <laughs> That's incredible. And you can hear me going, are you buying cigarettes? <laughs> Wait, so back to the GoPro for a second. Johnny yeah. on his Instagram is really into GoPro stuff. Like him, like, like um, wakeboarding or whatever. Yeah. So I actually wouldn't be surprised if he like asked to bring it or like suggested it. Very he should smart. get a producer credit at this point. Um Cara Maria, I'm gonna I'm gonna bleep myself. I don't want to keep saying f bombs. Cara Maria explaining the rock paper scissors moment to the cameras after said, "I will do anything I can to make this final, and I will f my little butt off." It's <laughs> a quote. She has a boyfriend. She's a boyfriend, <laughs> like a long term boyfriend, several years. That is a complicated relationship. Oh my god, I can't even imagine. I, I'm just trying to picture what chain of events would have led to my wife before she became my wife saying that where I would have not broken up with her. None? I yeah, mean, none. The answer is none. none. Yeah, the answer is none. Um, well, before we get to the stars of episode two, the episode two DVR recap. Mm. You know when you press mm-hmm. the info? Here it is. Players must face their fears. One team begins to crack under the pressure. Personal attacks lead to an emotional meltdown. <laughs> That could be the recap for every episode. Every I think that's just the standard one. Every single Personal one. Personal attacks lead to an emotional meltdown. Isn't that the challenge? Yeah. That show? It's amazing. They yeah. should, that's incredible. What service do you have? They should get some kind of award for the whoever it's wrote great. that. I love the recap. So Jenna and Brianna, she brings her cousin. They end up in the challenge the first time. Jenna fights and wins. Brianna doesn't really like it. She's total wet blanket. Um, it comes out in the first episode that cousin Brianna has hooked up with three of Jenna's ex-boyfriends three. back at home. Three. Not one, not two, but three. What is the... Go girl for me for a second. What's the mindset there? Your your female cousin hooks up with three of your exes. What are you thinking after number three? Like as Jenna or as Brianna? As Juliet. Oh. As Juliet, you're, you have this cousin who's your family member and she repeatedly hooks up with ex-boyfriends you've had. What's your mindset? I would be like, you are completely cut out of my life. I will never speak to you again. Goodbye. Okay. Like, so you're out. Naturally, a great person to bring in the challenge. <laughs> yeah. There's no way this isn't going to rear its ugly head at some point. Uh, Brianna refused to eat the bugs in episode two. I just want to say I too would refuse to eat the bugs, but I wouldn't go on the show. Me too. Uh, Brianna, repeatedly ri- Brianna repeatedly whined about going home. Which leads to they go to the club. We love when everyone goes to the club. Brianna's a wet blanket. Cut to the footage of her not really having a good time. Comes back, starts whining. You know who's going to make this better? Uh, Nani and her and her sister and her, her cousin, cousin. post partying. This is great, great people to calm this down. Jenna comes in, got really personal, really personal, really ugly and personal. She was like, um, "Oh, I have all the quotes. Oh, if please you want read them. them. Yeah, please do." Uh, Brianna, they cut to the off camera of Brianna saying she doesn't have her life together. I'm smarter than her. 
That's gonna. That's 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 that a hurts. tough one. Also, that probably hurts. true. They start yelling at each other, and Jenna says, "You can go back to your fake effing Spanish boyfriend who cheats on you all the time." <laughs> Why is is he not really Spanish, or is he just fake? Um, fake Spanish. I didn't know how to interpret. I think that. it's fake, comma Spanish. Like he is fake to you. He's and a he, fake person, yeah, and he's Spanish. And he happens to be Spanish. So what does the Spanish have to do with it? That feels like vaguely. Race, a little bit racist, A little bit right? racist, yeah. Unless he's not Spanish and pretending to be Spanish, then it's not racist. Um, I think, I don't know if Jenna can, is, is like able to parse her, her own language, so it's really hard to say. I'm so, going to go with fake comma Spanish, though. Jenna then says to everyone, she thinks you guys are all degenerates and losers. Again. Harsh, <laughs> but true. Harsh, but maybe not, <laughs> maybe not 100% off. Uh <laughs> Brianna comes back with, I want to go home to my real family. Ouch. That's hard. That's hard. Almost that one hurt more than that. So that sent Jenna into a rage, which led to the greatest moment of the first two episodes. Jenna says, you think you're better than everybody in this house because you have a job at a bakery. Congratulations. Your dad owns a bakery. That's why you have a job. Oh, we're not done yet. That's just part one. And then Jenna says, if my dad owned something and he wasn't in jail, I'd have a set job too. Fair. That's valid. Great point. I'm not sure that worked as an insult. <laughs> no, I don't think it did. However, it did tip the scales for me towards Jenna. I was like, oh, this is a lot more complicated for her. There's a lot going on. It here. left a lot of questions. Left. Yeah, it, it gave me a lot more sympathy for Jenna. I was like, okay, she's got a she's got a tough situation, and Brianna's just really on fun. Because in the last challenge, Jenna gravitated towards Zach. They're still dating, right? And you think like you've seen the show. He doesn't treat women well. Zach, kind of, kind of a hothead. He's arrogant. Not somebody maybe you want to settle down with. And Jenna's like, "This is my guy. I love Zach." Zach is credited with like ruining John A's life. Like he dated John A, and then she, and then like left one day, and right. like John A like took like at least a year to recover. And they insinuated that she effectively didn't have an apartment or a house. Yes, like at some point after the Zach relationship, yes. which made me sad. Oh, totally. So that's what Jenna has is getting herself into. Yeah. Um. So then. So that that whole thing was crazy. It was crazy. I mean, just like just a crazy. She's insulting her, but also insulting herself, but then also insulting everyone in the house by saying, "This girl thinks she's better than you because she has a job in a bakery." Right. Like, is that the, that's the trump card? I work in a bakery. It's like ah, I'm I'm way above these guys. I work in a bakery. I mean, it's a family business. Let's, it's a family business. Good for her for getting involved. So then Jenna's like grasping for terrible things to say and comes back with. She she's not dead yet. She goes. Her boyfriend is only back with her because his ex girlfriend has short hair. I don't even know what that means. What does that, that mean? Was, that was amazing. That was. What does amazing. that mean? I guess he doesn't like short hair. This guy sounds great. <laughs> sounds like a winner. <laughs> Hold on, there's more. And then she goes. She gives a shit about the kid who buys her ice cream every other effing day. Oh, that's her boyfriend. <laughs> the so, ice cream part is like, does she love ice cream? <laughs> so here's what we know about the boyfriend. Fake Spanish. We don't know how to interpret that. Fake Spanish hates or girls fake with, Spanish. Hates girls with short hair. Likes hooking up with girls who also hooks up with their cousin exes and buys ice cream every other day. Not every day. <laughs> Not every other every day. Every other day. Is it like a ice cream stipend? Is there like a, a hard cap on how much? You don't Certain wanna, flavors? You don't want to go too far. You want it to feel special, but not totally. <laughs> so it was, the whole scene was magical and there was a lot of separation and I think Nani has probably been involved in more either hold me back or I'm holding somebody else back incidents than anyone in challenge history. 
she's always in the middle of she's somewhere in the in either yelling or or holding back the one who's yelling. She's yeah, she's in the mix. She's kind of like she's kind of like um, not player coach, but like referee player. She kind of yeah, she, she wants to be like playing both sides, <laughs> <Right>. kind of. <laughs> it's great. She she knows where the cameras are going to be and gets involved. Absolutely. Bananas used to be like that. Now he's just kind of amused on the sidelines. Yeah, he's a little over it. Yeah. I think he's also kind of like um, waiting for the second half of the season. Like he knows he can coast and then he'll like turn it on. And he'll so dominate. here's how I think Jenna should get, because the whole, the way this was left was Brianna might leave. She might not. She's not happy in the house. So here's what I think Jenna needs to do. And then I'm going to turn it over to you and Chris. Okay. I think she needs to hook up with two guys in a row, two back-to-back nights, two different guys. And then Brianna will want to stay because she will then have to hook up That's with those so guys. That's so smart. It's kind of like throwing Good, right? bait at a fish. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're <laughs> just throwing the fishing, the fishing rod in the water. Be like, oh. Or even she could lie. Yeah. She could tell her like, oh, I made a huge mistake last night. And Brianna's like, what? She's like, oh, I, Tony took me into the bathroom. Well, I was going to say, let's dye her hair blonde and let's get Tony involved. Is she technically, she's like brownish blonde, right? a little blonde, too right? dark. Well, for Tony, I, I think at three in the morning, he's probably True. not going to care. Or let's just stick her in the sun for a whole day. Her hair will lighten up. Tony will notice. True. Tony will notice. Tony <laughs> be like, what's fine. going on? Put a little like, lemon oh. juice in there. <laughs> so yeah, all she has to do is tell her cousin that she's hooked up with somebody in the house. And that at least keeps her there for two more days as the cousin then strategically tries to gets the seconds i wonder if they um so we know that next week's episode they're breaking up into two teams where it's like right. the vets versus their family members i wonder if that will allow jenna to stay like you can so individuals will leave but not teams which will be better also we got ct coming we don't know how we don't know when but he's he's in the mix i don't think there's any aspect of my life where somebody says ct is coming that I wouldn't be excited. Like, oh. it could be for the Star Wars movie. Like, I'm not going to go see the Star Wars movie. Like, CT's in. I was like, I'm going. What's he, is he playing an Ewok? I don't care. Any basketball game, any sporting event, any award show. It's like, the Golden a- Globes are going to honor CT. Oh, great. I'll, okay. What if he hosted, like, the SAG Awards? He's on the screen. He could be involved. He should host something. Yeah. Who doesn't love CT? Who tur- Who's like, oh, shit, CT's on the TV. I'm going to turn the channel. You know you're going to get, like, at least one good soundbite. Also, you don't know what his hair is going to look like. It's always, like, up in the air. Hair and facial hair. What kind of look will he come with? Yeah. His evolution's been amazing. It seems Not like bad. all the muscle guys eventually just shave their head because it makes them look tougher. Yeah, and also just, you know, easier upkeep. All right. Uh, we'll check in on the show again, right? Yeah. Um, before we get to Chris Ryan, we should mention that um, SeatGeek, who's this, the sole sponsor of this podcast. Um, it's the easiest way to buy and sell tickets online. They have this new software. Yeah, we're winging this. This is great. do it really easily. SeatGeek Marketplace. Yeah, SeatGeek Marketplace. We did, we like messed around with it. It does seem like a good tool. That Yo, makes it pretty it's really easy. It's really good tool. SeatGeek.com slash BS. I think or you can go to their BSPN app. BSPN too. Yeah, or a BSPN. Or you can go to the SeatGeek app. Yeah. And mess around with that there. You get some good stuff. But we love SeatGeek. And I will mention, SeatGeek sent me a hat. Uh-huh. And it's like the best hat I have. Really? Right? Like, it really is. It's like, it's gray with blue. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I and I actually think they should sell these hats somehow. 
I think we should figure out how to how to get these hats to people because it's really cool. It is a nice one. It's also a kind of a unique colorway. You don't see it I love very it. often. And my daughter liked the Seeky. They sent us some t-shirts and she grabbed one of the Seeky really t-shirts. Soft. So she's wearing it on Friday. Oh, the nice. The Simmons family is Seek geeking it up. For Friday specifically? Is there a Seeky yeah, event? Friday is the, no, Friday is the day when you can kind of go casual dress. Oh, interesting. Let's just say some of the fifth grade girls have, have drawn my daughter's ire <laughs> with, the, with their outfits. It's great. <laughs> Ten and a half year old daughter judging people already. It's awesome. So uh, yeah, you Seat Geek for buying and selling your tickets online, Seat Geek Marketplace. And thank you, Seat Geek, for sponsoring this podcast. All right, I'm gonna turn this over to Chris Ryan. Shout out to Dave Jacoby. It's sad to do a challenge we miss podcast you. without him. I miss we you a lot, Jacoby. Jacoby. Um all right, Chris Ryan coming up. Welcome, Chris Ryan. Thanks. This is kind of like a Channel 33 slash Bill Simmons podcast grab bag yeah. sponsored by SeatGeek. <laughs> All praise due to SeatGeek. Uh, my reality TV juices are flowing, so can we just do a, a yeah, quick survivor chat? You. Whatever you need. This is your day. Wow, that's really nice. You know who else's day it is? Who? Happy birthday, Dion Waiters. Oh my God, happy birthday, Dion. <laughs> I hope you huge. have a lovely beach drink on Waiters Island watching the sunset. He remains as frustrating as ever. However, um... He, uh, when he comes in, he just like does like seven points in a row. And they're points in 26 minutes. That's all you need from Dion. It, but like they're all bad shots, but yes. he makes them. Yeah. It's just like, well, I, I'll live with that if there's, if there's a W. Speaking of islands. Should we Survivor? talk about Survivor? Yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> when I had my reality TV podcast with Jacoby, we were in on Survivor. We were out on Survivor. And then we both were like, oh, we're both, we were, we're in. We're going to watch this second chance, uh, season. It's been phenomenal. It's been really good. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a latecomer to Survivor. Yeah, I, I've missed out on Cochran and Ozzy and Boston Rob and all the legends of yore. I just want to say that I really liked Cochran, but he's ghosting me. I, I messaged him to be on this podcast, and he never responded, so he's out. Has late 2015 been the, the a season of ghosting? So, Is it ghosting season? So much ghosting. It's crazy. I I don't know, Cochran. Like, are you busy? Like, what are you doing? You do take it as anybody who doesn't respond to you in a timely fashion is ghosting you, though. <laughs> this has been like two to three weeks. But to be fair, That's you put an enormous amount of pressure on yourself because now if you don't text me back within 10 minutes, I'm like, she either dropped her phone in the toilet <laughs> or it got hit by a bus. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's true. Because God forbid you ghost somebody if you were always calling ghosts on people. I guess, but like this is egregious, Cochran. Like, what are you doing? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, they're down to the final yes. seven, and it's all these people who were supposedly voted back in on yes. the show. An interesting thing happened on the show this week, where one of them, they're like talking about strategy, and it's like three kind of like power players: Tasha, Jeremy, and Spencer. And they're like, we owe it to the fans to have the best people go yeah, to no the goats. end. No because, goats. No Because we were voted in. Goat is really problematic in competitions because it's like goat, I, like oh the one who's like you know like a, a loser, oh, the greatest of all time. or the greatest of all time. I don't think that they meant the, the they, Kobe goat. Way. They didn't, yeah. but I just think that you need to remove goat as a pejorative term from the sports lexicon. So it sounds like this has been a season because like I, like I said, I have only about five seasons of 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 history to go off of but from what i hear it's like this has been a particularly good season because there's been a lot of gameplay but that there was like a long stretch of survivor history where it was just an alliance would get formed early on yeah and that alliance would just run the table until the end and then it would be yeah, kind of obvious people like, off. Of who would get it but this season it's just been there are no alliances and these like voting, voting. blocks okay. that people talk about like I as if it's I, the Iowa caucuses or something like that. I think I missed the episode where they introduced voting blocks I, or I was like not paying, straight up not paying attention. 
who introduced that terminology and like what is that even supposed to mean i think it was, it was like either tasha or somebody during like who just like referred to it as and, and it kind of came up last night when everybody was like we and so every every person at tribal was like well we might be on this and it was like there was clearly even though it didn't make any sense it was basically like there are like five little two people groups within an alliance within the seven remaining players you know and obviously uh abby did not was not part of a we and she also that was just so weird did you notice that jeff um his dimples are like the same size as his eyes eye sockets at this point (laughs) i haven't noticed that no i'm sorry (laughs) i particularly noticed it during tribal council which which may yeah is it mean his his dimples are getting bigger or his his eyes are getting smaller I i think both like his dimples are so deep that and like his eyes I don't know, but it's like part of the aging process. Like yeah. his eye sockets are like the same. It's really weird. It kind of makes him look like one of like the, I, I don't know, like, like one of like the stone like idols they would use. In the game. Maybe that's his destiny is to become a, a, an immunity idol. I think I lost my mind after that challenge discussion. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back to, cha- this, to is, this, is, this discussion is so chaste. I'm sorry. <laughs> there's, there's no discussion of, of sex potential people who love sex. Yeah. We never do get any, any sex on survival. Survivor. Yet it's been on for so long. Um, <laughs> Can I? Okay, so Abby was voted off last night, right. and I just want to say that that came as no surprise to me because uh, a month ago I saw Abby at Ingo's Tasty Diner in Santa Monica, and she did not look like she had won a million dollars. Interesting. Now, I don't even know how it works. Like they don't know that they've won or lost, she, yeah, yet, she, right? So they're, the fin- finale is when they find out. She will. She would. She knew at that point that she had not won. Right, because she was on the jury. She was in Santa Monica. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean it's also not like it's not like they're like you know, like on the island until the reveal. But right, but like just because she, like, if you're on the jury, you know it. So like, yes. in the final three, you could win. You you don't know yet. But I think that they all tell each other who they vote for. Like you I think so? You know they're not they're not supposed to. Like I know that they like sign confidentiality, so they're not supposed to reveal who they voted for in the final. But I think that. You know, if you're on the jury, you spend like X number of days talking about the game and like who you're going to vote for and like if you decided or not. So like I think you probably have a sense. And so I, you know, as long as soon as like one person finds out something, like it's just it's you know open season. Right. Anyone can know. I wanted to ask you a couple of things about last night's episode. For okay. one thing, I know that you have a very hot take about failing in challenges. Oh yes, I feel that if medical has to be called on you so at last any night, point. Tasha was there was a swimming oriented challenge. Yeah, she was. And she Tasha almost drowned. Almost drowned. <laughs> which was scary and so if Tasha's almost drowning and they have to call medical on her uh-huh. I just think she should be out of the game it's like you're but not the fit game for this. is not called swimming right it's called surviving and right. she couldn't survive without medical intervention so I think if you need some kind of outside intervention and she just disqualify you from the game but how does that match up with Abby who doesn't try at all in challenges that's a strategy so that's a good strategy, but going all out and failing is like a worse strategy. I don't even know that Tasha went all out and failed though. Like I, I'm not sure. She, she seems like a competitor. Yeah, I, I, I'm. The, but the point of Survivor is like a, it's a multifaceted game. Okay. And there's several ways to play it. And if you, it's an, it's an inherent advantage if you're really good at challenges, like, and you can just like win them or whatever. And like um, rationing your strength and energy is like part of the game, and like people get mad at each other for like not working around camp because like they're just like resting or whatever. And so it's a, it's always at play. So I just think if there's any outside intervention, you have to go. Okay, I, that's that, that's a way of looking at things. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you this too. Jeremy is like 
obviously the Vegas favorite. I have no idea if he actually is or if Vegas takes votes, takes bets on these I bet they do. Votes. But I think Jeremy would have to be considered the Vegas favorite. He's got an idol. He has a great feel-good story. And, you know... I'm rooting for him big time. I think people are rooting for him, for sure. But has he been playing the wall a little bit too much and, like, not... Like, I think he is counting on the idea of getting to the final three and then having a tearjerker story. Whereas, I like, love my wife. Wentworth, Spencer... Like, they've been playing a little harder, right? Yes. And I just kind of wonder if those... If Wentworth, Spencer, and Jeremy are the final three, I don't think it's, like... I wonder if it just seems that way because of how Spencer and Wentworth talk to the camera in their one-on-one interviews. Okay. Because Jeremy is, like, acknowledged as a power player by everyone on the season, and he's, like, in all of those conversations about, you know, like, who should we vote off next or, right. and all that. So I, I think that maybe he is playing a little bit closer to the vest, but he's had, like, a real connection to almost everyone. Like, everyone likes him, and even with Keith and Kelly, who he's not close with, like, there was a moment in the show, or in this episode, where he was like, wow, three original ex-people. Right. Oh, right. Like, that was a good good, good job by him. Yeah, it also was a good, like, narrative red herring, because it made you think, like, maybe he would switch sides or something like that. Right. Um, so I think that he has played a pretty deft game, but just maybe, like, the way he talks to the camera isn't as good. That's a huge part of reality TV, and, like, casting is, like... Is your edit. Yeah, is your edit, and also just, like, your ability to give sound Well, bites. all you guys have been saying, like, that if Jeremy doesn't win, it's a really weird edit. Yeah. He's really he in my opinion, he's really getting the hero at it. It's not too heavy handed in any direction. Like I feel like Spencer's narrative is so much more um like like have heavy handed. Well, like the Pinocchio thing where he's trying to have real real feelings. It's so It's so weird. Yeah. I know, and like the I love you stuff with his girlfriend, give me a break. Yeah. Like you guys I don't know. It's just, I don't I don't think I'd want the first time my boyfriend told me he loved me to be on television, but it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Whatever. Um but yeah, if Jeremy doesn't win, I think it'll be really strange. It's interesting to see who the final three will be like if they do go for people who will be hard to win against. Yeah, like at what point do the kind of strong players decide they need to bring like a weaker player with them to final three and who do they pick? In a lot of the best seasons, like in my favorite Cook Islands, aka Race Wars, there was a big discussion of like, do these people sit, like, who do you bring to the final? Because there could only be three and like, who would it be easier to win against? And um, Yule, who ended up winning, um, my favorite winner of all time, he, uh, had to like decide on like staying true to his alliance, like who he thought he could beat. Although by that point, all four of them had pretty good stories. Um, so it was, it was not like a huge deal, but you know, the, the sense that they all feel like they're being given a second chance. And like at every challenge, Jeff is like, this is from X season. It's like a second chance for so-and-so they've done a good job with like making that seem, um, organic. Cause it could just seem like kind of like a kind of framework they place on the show yeah. in editing. Let me ask you this too. You just mentioned how like there's just hasn't been that much sex on Survivor and not much hooking up. Do you feel like in the last few years, like when you sort of phased out of Survivor for a while, was it because other reality television gave you like 360 degrees of of like life on wherever like the set was that they were doing, and like it's just so much raw, more raw and real, slot or like you know cartoonish? Yeah. Whereas Survivor is still pretty purely about gameplay. Um, that's it. interesting. It really opens up a conversation with the evolution of reality TV. <laughs> it, do- it does. But let's save that for a separate podcast because we do have some real estate prospecting to get to. I can't get a yes or no? Um, I think no. Okay. I think my problem with Survivor was that it just became really formulaic and it, it was the same every time. And like, whereas on The Bachelor, they specifically cast like crazy people. Mm-hmm. Or on the challenge where it becomes people that you know and like it's like going back to see a character that you're familiar with. Sure. Um, Survivor 
became almost too like perfunctory and the people they were casting were so familiar with the game as as they say and it just became it just like lost its luster like they 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 found a way to um change that this season which was really good but like it just became like too much like you know just a, a game you're really familiar with with not a lot of personalities yeah I think also, like, there have been some huge personalities to come out of the show. Like, like you said, Cochran, Boston Rob, who met his wife on the show, which was, like, totally anomaly. And once in a while, you kind of, like, get those characters. And, like, Abby Maria. Hasselbeck. Yeah, totally. Oh, gosh. The world would not have Hasselbeck if it wasn't for Survivor. I know, and that's crazy. And she was also, like, her persona on the show was so different than the person we know Public now. Persona now, yeah. But it's, it's just amazing. I mean, it's really a testament to how smart their producers are and how much like care they put into that show yeah. they, they keep it going and still so impressive let's talk about houses okay nba time yeah this is like a mini source to say it's yeah well let's keep it let's keep it off brand of sources say there's not a lot of nba gossip going on right now like there's the front office stuff of the sixers there's like some clippers Do you want to weigh in on this on the sixers in one sentence uh i think that it's pretty convenient for them to have brought in colangelo now because the dirty work is done mm. it would have been interesting if they had done this this past off season but they are going to probably like at least have this best statistical chance for the number one pick. So it's almost weird. It's like Jerry Colangelo's if they get Ben Simmons, like Jerry Colangelo gets to sign like three players who probably would have wanted to play for them anyway if they had had Ben Simmons. Right. And and it's like, oh, we need Jerry Colangelo to come in and like grease the palms and like uh, like kiss some babies so that like Earl Watson would come play for the Sixers <laughs> or something. I don't know. I mean, like it just seems like Sam Hayne. If, if they had Ben Simmons... Joel and or Jaleel Nerlens and Sarge next year. I think that players would want to come play for Philadelphia. I mean, their money is still legal tender. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's of course. Not, it's this idea that Sam Hinkie alienated the entire world of GMs and agents, and that people were going to drive the price up and not want to come play in Philadelphia it seems a little bit out, like inaccurate. Convenient narrative. Yes. Yeah. And now it's like no matter what happens. Colangelo is going to get the credit. It seems like he'll either have like professionalized the organization, or he'll move Hinky out and bring in his son or whoever to come GM. That's going to be weird. Are they selling the team? There's a rumor that they want that the Sixers owners Josh Harris and his partner want to buy an NFL franchise for London. Ooh, uh, and they already own part of or most of Crystal Palace. What's that? Uh, it's a soccer team in the Premier League. Oh, and that they're really interested in like the London sports landscape, I guess. Uh, huh. And and that they might be looking to flip the Sixers. Interesting. That's a great segue into prospecting in new lands. Yeah. And here in Southern California, we got some real estate news. We always this is this is the playground for the rich and famous. Mm -hmm. And it's also the real estate haven for the NBA, the NBA player. Guys just love to have offseason homes here. Why Even Pat you? Riley, I was just reading about, has had a Malibu home for 28 years. And he says in 28 years, he spent 28 months here. Wow. Only spends one month a year in Malibu. But it's that worth he it. watches his home every day on camera. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. wishing to be there? I like, love Pat Riley. Or hoping that no one's broken into it. <laughs> Probably a little bit of both. Probably just like, I want to look at my achievement, but I can't have it because I work so hard. And, you, and is it on the cliffs? Is it on the beach? Do you I, know? I mean, you have to imagine if Pat Riley bought, bought a house in 1988 in Malibu, it's an, instead of pre prime locale there yeah. was probably like two or three more was there anybody more important in los angeles in 1988 than pat riley magic johnson sure so one person yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's it though yeah just him um i just you know in malibu there's a big difference between to me in my mind there's a big difference between like the privacy up in the um hills yeah or like on the beach and i would prefer the beach but who knows if pat you gotta wants. deal with erosion though it's true and also like 
a rising tide. Yeah. Not not lifting all boats, but drowning my home. <laughs> so, so it's it's hard to say, but I, I would still go beachfront. Although, honestly, beachfront property in, in this climate change really hard to invest yeah. in. But if you are a rich NBA player, there's plenty of opportunities for you to buy real estate here in Southern California. Yeah, from people like Scott Disick. So Russell Westbrook, big Russ, California native, uh, he just bought a home from Scott Disick. UCLA alumnus. UCLA. Do you get to be an alumnus if you don't graduate? I think in I think you could start saying that. Okay, if, yeah. you, if you're Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Also, he, his wife went to UCLA, so they're like a real, Bruins. real sweetheart couple. Yeah. I love it. Love them. Um, and now I'm worried for them because I feel like they've bought uh, a house from the Prince of Darkness Scott and allowed Disick. him to get a, a almost almost one million dollar profit off of his investment. Okay, so Scott bought his house last year in Beverly Hills for like three point five, and Russell bought it for four point four, four point three, right? No, I, TMZ has the numbers at three point seven and selling for four point six five. But wow, what's a couple hundred thousand between friends? Um, are you familiar with the program? Million Dollar Listing Los Angeles. I am familiar with the, the franchise. I don't think I've watched it. Recently, one. one of the, like, I think he's like the villain of the show. Josh Altman was photographed with Scott Disick, like, in Beverly Hills, like, like leaving or entering a home. Right. So I wonder if he was the was the broker for this transaction. Oh, fascinating question. And I wonder if it will end up on the show. Probably, I don't think they're filming right now. It's probably not. But I just like to think that Russell Westbrook is above dealing with people like Josh Altman. So you got to assume that Russell has a pretty nice Oklahoma pad just because... What do you think you can get in Oklahoma City? I mean, for you could probably buy for... large parts of our Oklahoma for what you. Yeah, like you get like a lot of land. Um, although there's a lot of oil money out there. Uh, I'm not Shout out to you, Clay Bennett. Not impressed with this house. I You're think not? that the main takeaway is that it, you apparently can see Catalina on a clear day, mm-hmm. and well, it's got a nice view. It's but foggy the bathrooms here today. are so small; they look like he looks. It basically looks like he's in a new Marriott. Really? Yeah. Huh? The bathrooms. Well, no, no offense, Russ. But it's just the patio furniture is really like basic, just like white and gray. And so it's this like, was a, a straight up flip for Scott. Scott a flip and, for Scott, but I feel like Russell got jobs. So he's probably gonna have to put some money into it. Oh, maybe he's gonna knock it down and go over an open floor plan. I'm. I think first of all, I've never been into open floor plans because if you're a TV watcher, you know that you need like separate separate spaces. Yes. Like you don't want like noise bleeding, and also like you just want to have the best TV experience. Like it's just for someone who's in a TV centric household that just doesn't work. Juliet. So, what if you want a tv experience why wouldn't you buy a house with a man cave that's a great question maybe from someone like tyson chandler who just put his house on the market i know yesterday it's um where is it in the hidden hidden hills hidden or something? Hills, which is above north of malibu right like oh. northeast of malibu oh okay it's like above topanga oh okay yeah. that's a little bit further away so it's like a, that's a real like kind of country home yeah and it looks we- it. i mean it's a weird thing about los angeles is like people have like second homes very close to their first home yes and i think also within los angeles if you build a big enough house you can have a lot of motifs going right yeah you can yeah lots of different uh so tyson themes. has like a, a a man cave that has a, a kind of like a refurbished barn look like it's got a barn roof kind of like what are those called like a vaulted roof uh-huh well i guess vaulted is just high right anyway but he's got a really nice couch that i've never seen before where the the top of the couch looks the same as like the seats of the couch i don't really understand what? like what's going on here but it's an interesting look oh i the see so it's, it's leather tyson... so it's like this all this like leather upholstery yeah. it but, looks like a giant ottoman that was like turned into a couch basically interesting like just refurbishing things i personally just want to point out i hope that uh whoever buys this house keeps the giant photograph the blow up of the photo of Tupac spitting on reporters which is like a weird thing to have like I mean I, I think it's cool if Tyson's from went to Dominguez and like he's from LA and he wants to rep Pac but 
that's just a strange thing to look at if you're watching the affair, right? Sure. Do you think he watches the affair? Well, this is my question. So the, always... Wait, he also has a really um in his gym, he has um like a a banner of the Mavs 2011 championship win, but it's like a really weird um banner. It looks like like he like paid like his cousin to do a photoshop of like the Larry O'Brien trophy. That's because O'Brien he's so trophy. mad at Cuban, he doesn't want to give the Mavericks any money. So he just like did it went rogue, did yeah. his own screen printing. Did, did, did some airbrush. <laughs> uh what I want to ask is that, like, let's say you are buying now. This 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 man cave also has like a Wild West theme. It kind of looks like the Hateful Eight set. With, it's like, detached, saddlebags. Right? Yeah, but if you were, let's say, a woman with a lot of money, and which you I were hope to be one house, day, yeah, and you're buying a house, like, what do you do with a man cave? And what would the what would the women's equivalent of a man cave be? What do I do with a man cave? Well, assuming I like get rich tomorrow and I'm mm-hmm. at my own age, yeah. Um, first of all, I would buy like all of the really nice wares at anthropology that are just like a little too expensive for me. Like, give, they have, can you give me like just a garden variety of what you're looking at? There? Sure. They have these really nice like, cracked glass coasters Ugh. that are like just like really pretty. So that would kind of be like the focal point that I'd build around. I know it seems silly, but they're really beautiful. So would cracked glass be the like the I, motif you're working from? I think it was motif of... like six times in this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I think it would kind of be like um an anthropology meets like modern design like very clean lines i okay. think and it would be like a, a mixing of like dark woods and light colors basically so the, the, the it's sort of like a perfection in blemishes <laughs> <laughs> yes are you chris ryan from dwell magazine are you reviving dwell um that's interesting i i, I feel like i would also want to have just like um a really comfortable recliner i just want to say that my real i have like two real dreams when it comes to real estate one is to have like a bedroom big enough for like a separate sitting area that doesn't feel like you're like it's too it doesn't too feel cramped. like there's just like somebody shoved a recliner in the corner yeah. that no one ever sits in. yeah like when i live yeah when i lived in san francisco i had like a large bay window in my bedroom that i had like a recliner and it was so nice and like just hope to get back there one day not yeah, san, really francisco. san francisco <laughs> not san francisco but just that lifestyle and then the other is like this is also popular with nba players like a really just like tricked out kitchen mm-hmm but they have with like, a with a with an island. They have gigantic islands. I'm more into a peninsula. Like I don't want something in the middle. But like I, I always like a breakfast bar. I see. That's the thing. Is like I, I'm into a nook. I find the islands to be a little like you think you're going to use it, but you're often they break just up in the, the way flow. of people who are cooking and stuff yeah. like that. And third of all, have to say that I find almost categorically in NBA houses, but just in rich people's homes in general, the dining room is bullshit yeah you never use like, it it's, it's like this dust. long like downton abbey table with like bad candles and it's usually like dark brown and with, with like puffy white chairs or whatever and nobody ever wants to eat there no it's like you do it maybe once a year at christmas you'll have like people over and do that but like every other time you're either eating at the island or eating in front of the tv yeah or like i, I like a good eating eat in kitchen which is really right. nice um yeah i i just the I guess it's like in vogue to have like the gigantic island, but I would I would get rid of that. Also, it doesn't really like facilitate like mingling in the kitchen, which inevitably happens. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope to host a lot of parties, so my home will need to have a kitchen that's more conducive. A to mingle that. kitchen. A mingle kitchen. Um, you were doing some research and found out that. Uh, well, this Gordon- is just like it's like what is important in your life. That's uh. what we're asking NBA <laughs> players. Like, where are your priorities at? And uh, For Gordon t- Hayward bought a house. Not much like different different in terms of uh price from Russell Westbrooks and his is in I think it's like right outside of San Diego. Yeah, it's a Hacienda style home uh in the Fair in Fairbanks Ranch. I've never heard is, of that. It's two hours south of Los Angeles. Here's what I've heard about Gordon Hayward. I've heard that like um 
He wants to like move back to Indiana as soon as his NBA career is done. Good for him. And this leads me to believe otherwise. Like, is this a vacation home for him, or does he have does he have a gaming room? It's a I mean, seventy five hundred and fifty square foot with six bedrooms and eight bathrooms, and it's got one of the nicest decks I've seen in a really long time. Wow. Seriously. But like, seriously, is there a gaming room? I just feel like he, I feel like I, I won't believe he's made it his own until I know about the video game setup and it's, like the internet speed. It's a little dollhousey. Ooh, lovely outside facade. Oh, that is really nice. Spanish tile. Really, it looks like it could have been in the OC, basically. Yeah. Um, I'm not seeing a gaming room. I've seen huh. a lot of pool action. It's a tennis court and a gorgeous sunset over an infinity pool. Are you looking at, at pictures of when he purchased it or when or what it looks like now? What it looks like now. Oh, interesting. I'm sure he'll tear everything down and make a massive virtual reality gaming experience. He should invest in VR. That's like the next thing. I think that he maybe missed the train of that being like an affordable investment. Well, if he can afford this home... Who knows? Well, but yeah, having, you have to buy it two hours outside of Los Angeles. It's I don't like, know, but some people prefer San Diego. Like, maybe he just prefers San Diego. And don't like, get mad at me. I, <laughs> I, I just don't want you to insult his investment. Like, maybe this was a good idea, and he doesn't want, like, the hustle and bustle of city life. I'm sure he doesn't. That's why he seems so keen of living in Utah and, and retiring to Indiana. Right. Well, maybe that's not true. He's having a great season. It's true. With, a very, with a very prominent haircut. <laughs> did you see Jeremy Lin's haircut? I did. What do you think? I, I'm not a fan. Okay. Um, I wonder where Jeremy Lin has off-season real estate. I wonder, you remember, did you read the article over the summer about how he was living in like a two-bedroom apartment in Santa Monica? Mm-hmm. I think I don't think he bought that. I think it was a rental, so I assume he gave it up. Do you think he has your old apartment in San Francisco with a chair next to the window? He's from the Bay Area, isn't mm-hmm. he? he? I'm sure he has a home there. I bet he got a good deal somewhere. Cool. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening to this Grab Bag podcast. Thanks for jumping on at the end, Chris. My pleasure. Um, and here are the things you recommend watching the challenge, watching the survivor finale next week. I know. And reading the hot property section of the LA times.com. Uh, thanks for listening. Support local newspapers. And thank you to SeatGeek for sponsoring this podcast. Don't forget about the SeatGeek marketplace app. It's a great way to buy and sell tickets and subscribe to the Bill Simmons podcast and channel 33 and have a great weekend. We are about this bitch. Anytime y'all want to see me again. Rewind this track right here, close your eyes, and picture me rolling.